0: (laughs) Hello, I am Sandra Ezekwesely, and you come to me for hard facts. The world keeps turning, and you're trying to keep up. The fight against coronavirus has the option Good I will let you talk if you let me talk. Coyote. That's why more and more Legotions are tuning in. Half a million Legotions Seven hundred and twenty thousand. Nine hundred and seventy thousand. Over 1 million Legotions. They know that if you give me your afternoon, I will give you hard facts. I am Sandra Ezequasili, and these are your hard facts. lagos good afternoon i'm sandra Ezekwesili, and these are your hard facts first hard fact of the day 631 uh, new COVID confirmations yesterday yesterday's lagos number was 172 that's a hundred more cases than rivers which had 72 but uh, rivers was not the state with the second highest number or your had 93 So please take your precautions, limit your movement outside. And if you must go out, wear a mask, give gap, wash your hands, sanitize your hands. Simple precautions to keep yourself and the people you care about safe. Second hard fact of the day, phase two of the COVID vaccination drive is now on. Uh, We've shown you a list of all the health centers here in Lagos where you can get your jab. So please do your best to protect yourself. And congratulations to everyone who's gotten their first jab. Uh, When you get your first jab, some people have a fever. Some people have a headache. Some people feel like their joints are like, you know, broken. Like, you know how you feel when you're about to have malaria. But uh, it passes within 24 hours, uh, 48 hours max. And you're back to normal. You're good as new. And by the time you take your second dose, for a lot of people, nothing at all. You don't have any symptoms whatsoever. But uh, yeah, do your best to protect yourself. All right. Third hard fact of the day, voter registration is still ongoing. Go to uh, cvr.inecnigeria.org to get registered today. That's CVR as in Charlie Victor River, ORG as in Orange River Gulf. Fourth hard fact of the day, ABBA is back. I know, after 40 years, yes. Abba, you know the swedish pop group that gave us mama mia here we go again and uh dancing queen you know the ones and then the widow takes it all yes them they announced yesterday that they are dropping their first album since 1982 it's going to be out in um november It's huge. ABBA have refused to reunite for decades. Back in 2000, they were offered $1 billion to do a reunion tour and they rejected it. $1 billion. That's $250 million each. But they said, "Ah, we don't want to work together again. You know, they used to be married, right? Uh Uh-huh. The band was made up of two married couples. Then both couples got divorced and then the the band uh, broke up. So for all those personal reasons, they turned down a billion dollars. Of course, they could afford to because I mean, all four of them were worth at least 200 million dollars (laughs) each. And they've been making serious money from album sales and from the Mamma Mia stage musical and movies. By the way, Iberti Bakara Yusuf produced an amazing Mamma Mia production here in Lagos a couple of years ago, Ivica comes back, I, I I need you to go and see it. It was at the Muson Center when it happened in 2019 before the world went to hell <laughs> with the pandemic. But I saw it at Muson Center and I was blown away. But of course that's not surprising. I mean it, it, come on, it is a cultural icon. That's why you need to listen to her two shows here on Nigeria Info. Down for conversations. Uh, it just ended before hard facts. I hope you listened. And then she has listed Legotion every Thursday immediately after hard facts i'm still thinking about that one billion dollars my guy because if they share that money to every hard facts listener each of you would get five hundred thousand that's because there's a million of you now hard facts is not as big as abba at least not yet (laughs) but we must be doing something right right because one million leak cannot be wrong thank you for listening to hard facts i have a great show for you starting with the big three global edition let's talk about the russian government trying to get google and apple to ban an app that helps voters agree on opposition candidates then let's talk about the venezuelan opposition ending its election boycott And then let's talk about China Ending exams for six-year-olds At four o'clock, Agogo will be here with Public Square And then at uh, six p.m. after the news at six Music and Moments with Ifan and Sam will take the air You know the drill, news updates on the hour every hour And then, of course, we're going to give you a chance to win money on just a minute But for right now, let's get into today's Big Three Global Edition
1: The Big Three edition on hard facts
0: can cracking down on apps keep oppressive regimes in power? Can cracking down on apps keep oppressive regimes in power? Can boycotting elections remove them? Is there too much financial and mental pressure in giving kids an education? This is Big Three Global Edition. Let's talk about these global stories. Fridays, we let Nigeria rest or we try to let Nigeria rest. And then uh, we set our sights on the rest of the world, even though sometimes the big stories from the rest of the world uh, are still uh, Nigerian stories or they affect Nigeria one way or the other. But today, let's start in Russia. First, Putin had opposition uh, leaders arrested, then he had their movement prescribed, and now he wants Google and Apple to ban an app that they use to mobilize voters. So let's talk about Alexei Navalny and his anti-corruption foundation, the FBK. Navalny has been a torn in putting side for years. He started out as a journalist, exposing government corruption and human rights violations. And then from there, he got into politics. He ran for office. He formed a new party, the Russia of the Future Party. At the same time, he created the FBK, which continued to investigate and publish corruption reports. The government tried him on corruption charges and found him guilty. But the European Court for Human Rights says that that judgment was wrong, that that judgment was political. Then he got poisoned, Navalny that is. He got poisoned. He fell very ill. I'm sure you may have seen the news at the time. His supporters at home and abroad blamed the Russian intelligence services for it. But he recovered. And returned to russia and then he was arrested for violating his parole by not showing up to the parole office while he was hospitalized so he's now going to be in prison for at least two years what about his fbk the russian government had them proscribed as a terrorist organization it is now illegal to be a member or to share any of the documents or media that they publish Which brings us to the app. It's called Smart Voting. It's based on Navalny's belief that the only way to defeat Putin's United Russia party is for all the opposition voters to work together. So let's take a National Assembly election, for instance. Say say that as a voter, you support opposition party A. But in your home local government area, party a is very weak party a has no chance of winning but there's also opposition party b whose candidate is giving the ruling party candidate a very strong fight would you prefer to vote for your party a meaning that the ruling party wins or should you vote for party b since it's better that an opposition candidate wins even if it's not your party navani goes for option two so he built this peer-to-peer platform where opposition voters can see the opposition party and see which ones are the strongest in the different areas and vote tactically so even if the opposition parties themselves don't form an alliance the voters can easily do it on their behalf And it seems to be working in various local elections, United Russia has been losing seats and the government blames the app. So they've asked Google and Apple to remove it from their app stores. So far, the app, uh, the tech companies have not complied. And now the Russian uh, government is threatening them with fines and other sanctions. And there's a lot of talk in there, right? First of all, this idea of tactical voting itself, what do you think about it? Do you agree that it is wiser to vote for the enemy of your enemy who is a stronger candidate than yours to make sure your enemy doesn't win? Or do you believe it's better to vote for your favorite candidate and hope for the best, even if the analysis show that they may not be able to win? Then what do you think about um, the opposition's use of this app to guide tactical voting what other ways do you think apps can be used to improve the political uh, tactics of citizens especially those who are living under repressive or oppressive or authoritarian governments oh and speaking of which what do you think about the russian government's attempt to ban this app do you think it's justified justified by terror concerns or is this just fear of losing elections and finally what do you think about the treatment of navalny and fbk the arrests the prescriptions in amnesty international has declared uh, navalny a prisoner of conscience that's uh, someone who is imprisoned not for a crime but for their beliefs or their politics or their ethnic or religious identity do you think that applies to navalny Talk to me, Lagos 0700 993 993 We still don't have our number for our female callers back up, unfortunately, but we do have 0700 993 993 So everyone call that number 0700 993 993 There's also WhatsApp. WhatsApp is 080 959 75805. On Fridays, we take a break from Nigerian stories and we take a look at what's happening. In other parts of the world. Olua Femi is on the line, he's our first caller today. Olua Femi, welcome. Hello.
1: Hello, good morning, and um, good afternoon, Sandra.
0: Good afternoon, good to have you on the show today.
1: Yeah, hmm. it's been a while.
0: Yes, it's been a while. <laughs>
1: okay, Um, so many questions, really.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, where am I going to start from? <laughs> well, what, 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 what I think it, it, it is no news to me, really. Um, Putin has been a turn. He, he, he has done everything to stay in power. And, and funny enough, um, I, I, I want to say the average Russian still wants to, to want Putin. You know, this, this drive, um, the, the drive from, from the opposition party really, may, not, may not go far. Because Putin has, has has brought himself as a god, he has he has embodied him as, as a god in the eyes of um, of the, the, the Russian people. I, I think. Okay. You know, and yes, the 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 tech giants uh, they have a lot to do. You know, since
0: they oh, for me call back if you can. Ninety nine point
3: three. Is that Sandra? Mm? Yeah,
0: again, man. Go
3: ahead go. Amen. Go Thank you.
0: Welcome.
3: I know how many years I was when Putin entered the government. Mm. It's like some people like him. Now he's tired. And some people need new 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 presidents and a new orientation and a new ideology. Now you you said something mm. concerning whether he's doing this thing because of terrorists. Mm. Anytime when election is approaching in Russia, you will be hearing are trying to back up. If he's a good government uh, uh, president, why is he afraid of uh, social media? Are you there? I'm here. Mm-hmm. And another thing well, I want to tell you I said that you are very trying. Since you came out from this, you are trying to uh, but those are, my people are complaining that you you will be talking sentences you will be reading and you will be talking your own and talking about us. that you <laughs> also allow us to talk more. Oh yeah. in Venezuela. I don't know say, I do I don't know the only man did I will be saying a person way you vote you, know, you go win, you know they are now retiring from their voter I want to come back and continue voting. Are you hearing me? Okay. So what I want to tell you is, uh, I don't know that what is happening in Nigeria is happening in America. Let them vote to put it out. not you know the impact. Get it out in the Russian government. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you very Comrade much Komoko. for calling, Comrade Koboko. We've got Ugochuku Ileki on the line. Ugochuku, welcome.
3: <laughs> Hello, Sandra.
0: Hi, good afternoon.
4: Good afternoon. Have a nice topic. Thank you. But you know, Nigerian problem is bigger than any other country problem.
0: Eh, but we allow it rest more, and then Fridays we will talk about in, other countries. You
4: see a time you discuss about IPoV, targeting them as a terrorist group. Then
0: let Nigeria debate on that too. Mm. Uh, we do it to yesterday. We do it the day before yesterday. We retire. Make we see what's going happen for other <laughs> places. <laughs> Nigeria problem, no, they finish. We'll see other people with their own problem, quite no, they finish. 99.3. Hello. Hello.
5: Yeah, good, afternoon. good
0: afternoon. Good afternoon.
5: Welcome. Yeah, I would like to start by saying, quoting this popular... Saying the enemy of my enemy is my friend hmm. um I would like to liken Russia to our country, Nigeria. It's almost the same thing the forget the fact that we are doing as if we are practicing democracy and through federalism it's, it's not the case here as it is there Russia's president putin is is like a dictator, so he does what he feels is. Is um, how I put it. He does what he feels going to benefit from. You understand? He is like an oppressor of the people. Anything far left, far left agenda, far left this, far left that is what he does. He's an enemy to the Western world. So most times, he during election periods like this, he's just one way or the other. So I am not seeing this as as a surprise because I follow um all this news every day. Mm. Putin is somebody that, that will do what has done. And I don't know about um the tech companies, I think they would come to a compromise at the end of the day.
2: Mm.
0: Okay.
5: Yeah. All right. right. Thank you, Thank Thank you very
0: you. much for calling. If you just tuned into the show, hello to you. Good afternoon. It's 322 at the moment. Well, 323 right now. And uh, we're talking about uh, Russia's Putin. First of all, he had opposition leaders arrested. Then he had their movement prescribed. Now he wants Google and Apple to ban an app that they use to mobilize voters. That's our first story. And my questions are number one. This idea of tactical voting what do you think about it do you agree that it is wiser to vote for the enemy of your enemy who is a stronger candidate than your own to make sure that your enemy doesn't win or do you believe it's better to vote your favorite candidate and hope for the best even if the analysis show that your favorite candidate will not win may not win may not be able to win Then what do you think about the opposition's use of this app to guide tactical voting? What other ways do you think apps can be used to improve the political tactics of uh, citizens? Especially if they are living under oppressive governments, under authoritarian governments, under repressive governments. And what do you think of Russia trying to ban this app that is helping the voters organize amongst themselves? Do you think it's justified? Because he says, oh, there's terror concerns. So do you think that's justifiable? Or do you think this is just a fear of losing elections, Especially, especially when you remember that in the last municipal elections, Putin's party scored its lowest results in over 15 years? And if you were listening when I started, then you heard me tell you about the treatment of Alexei Navalny and his anti-corruption foundation, FBK. That man has been a torn in side for years. He was a journalist exposing government corruption and human rights violations. Then he went into politics, ran for office, formed a new party, at the same time created FBK. FBK was investigating government corruption and publishing it. Um, And then, you know, government um, uh, tried him on corruption charges, found him guilty. You know, Human Rights Commission says, nah, this is wrong. This is political. And then he was poisoned. And then he, he became very, very ill, right? Then he recovered. He came, went back to Russia. He was arrested for violating his parole uh, because he didn't show up to the parole office when he was in the hospital. So now he's going to be in prison for at least two years. And then his uh, foundation was proscribed. Proscribed as a terrorist organization. It's now illegal to be a member or to share any of the documents or media that they publish. What do you think about that? What do you think about the arrests, the prescriptions, the 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 rest of it? 0700-993-993-993. we have got WhatsApp. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. We're going to take a break. When we come back, I will uh, take you from Russia to Venezuela, where government is stopping the opposition from contesting elections. Well actually opposition themselves are stopping themselves (laughs) at first the opposition stopped themselves now they believe okay stopping ourselves is not wise so let's go and conduct this thing Mm -hmm. that's what's happening in venezuela but we'll take a break when we come back i'll tell you about that story don't forget we're on whatsapp as well
6: To your number one station for talk.
2: Your number one station for talk. 99.3. Nigeria Info.
1: Let's talk.
0: And like I said, for our second story, we go from Russia, where government is stopping the opposition from contesting elections, to Venezuela, where the opposition at first stopped themselves, but now believe that boycotts don't work. Back in 2018, when I started Hard Facts, we talked a lot about Venezuelan politics. Do you remember? For those of you who have been with me that long, back then, uh, President Nicolás Maduro had a big fight on his hands from the opposition, led by Juan Guaido. He was president of the National Assembly. Basically, there was a presidential election in 2018. Maduro was declared the winner, but the National Assembly, controlled by the opposition, insisted that the elections were rigged and Maduro was a usurper, like Robert Baratheon. So they declared Guido acting president until new elections could be held. Maduro refused and the Supreme Court backed him. And the world took sides. Do you remember? Russia, China, Cuba, Turkey, Syria, and a few others supported Maduro, while the USA, the EU and most South American uh, countries supported Guaido. But even though uh, America and its allies imposed sanctions on Maduro and his supporters, he held on and cracked down on the opposition. He also kept organizing regional and municipal elections, which the opposition kept boycotting for two years. One, because they believed that uh, uh, the elections would be rigged massively. And two, they did not recognize Maduro's legitimacy to hold elections. So this thing continued not two years, sorry, for three years. This state of affairs has continued for three years. But now it seems to be about to change. Possibly Maduro and Guaido have been negotiating for months. Like I said before, the opposition leader has decided that the boycott is not working. It's giving Maduro control of the entire uh, government at all levels. So Guaido and his key uh, uh, lieutenants want back in the game. They're negotiating for international observers to be allowed to take part in the polls and for other measures uh, that they believe will make the elections a bit more free and a bit more fair. We even have an official quote from the Unitary Platform. Let me find it and read it. Uh, The Unitary Unitary Platform is the opposition movement. Uh, Okay, here it is. Quote, We know that these elections will not be fair, conventional elections. The dictatorship has imposed serious obstacles that put the expression of change of the Venezuelan people at risk. However we understand that it will be a useful field of struggle, end quote. So basically, they are ready to compete in a rigged election because they believe it gives them a chance to show themselves, to connect with the voters, to come back stronger for the next presidential election in 2024. But if Maduro has all the power, why is he negotiating? And the answer to that is he wants an end to U.S. sanctions. And America will not end the sanctions unless the opposition is okay with it. Do election boycotts work? Because there are different types of boycott, But generally, the idea of a boycott is that you refuse to participate in something. And that refusal causes a problem for the other person, forces them to listen to your demands. So, for example, during the independence struggle, Indians and Nigerians stopped buying British goods. If you're old enough to remember that, uh, how how do I greet you? Egbon? Egbon, Egkucheo. But yeah, during the struggle, uh, Indians and Nigerians stopped buying uh, British goods to inflict pain on London. That's why we call uh, Mazim Bono OGK the boycott king. He was a deputy uh, national chairman of the NCNC. He was deputy mayor of Lagos. And he was a minister in the eastern region under Zik. But in the culture, he's most famous for his slogan, Boycott all boycottables. I'm sure you've heard that before. That's where it comes from. Uh huh. So economic boycotts work. Sometimes they work. But do election boycotts work? If I refuse to buy your goods, you lose money and it pains you. But if I refuse to take part in an election, if I refuse to give you a solid fight at the polls, does that pain you? I don't know why I'm singing a lot today, but, you know, just go with it. <laughs> Seriously, does it? If I refuse to take part in election, if I refuse to give you a solid fight at the polls, does that pain you? Doesn't it make it simpler and cheaper for you to claim victory? Isn't that the opposite of pain? Isn't it a booster? (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm going to stop. I'm sorry. (laughs) Because critics of election uh, boycotts say, yes, they say it makes no sense. But supporters of election boycotts are good because they're like, yeah, they rob the oppressor of legitimacy. If the whole world sees that one group has boycotted the polls, they'll see that the so-called winner was planning to rig anyway, and this will make them either put pressure or cut ties. But is this what actually happens? <laughs> Does a government that is ready to rig elections and suppress the will of the people really care about looking bad? (laughs) They say who that one ep? Who legitimacy ep? Last, last, I don't become it, I won't become. No be so. Is the Venezuelan opposition's new approach the right one? They now want to take part, no matter what, and keep growing the support of the people until one day when the people are bold enough to checkmate the government at the polls. Is that a sound strategy or is it a fantasy? Do election boycotts work? Ola, you or Joy on the line. Ola, welcome.
2: Good, uh, good afternoon. Good, good afternoon. afternoon.
0: Good to have you on the show.
2: Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, sorry, please. Uh, I've been listening to your program for some time now, but mm-hmm. I'm just cut you short. You Did you talk of uh, the Mbono and you said it was a deputy mayor of Lagos and something of a Mm -hmm. minister during the Mm -hmm. era yes then that story is just awesome I a Yoruba guy from the west
0: okay but don't you
2: see that these elders are the enemies of the youth of this country okay couple to what you were talking about, the Russian issue and the rest of it, the opposi- opposition and the- Look at what happened during the PDP last meeting. Mm. They now they zoned the what they call the presidency for the north. And the Eastern and said they want it's turn. Then did you think that the APC is gonna give them the chance? See, these things is just I don't understand.
0: Okay. You see,
2: the thing is just is, is just it's unfortunate but the, the youth should know that the elders are their enemies in this country and this coming election they should try and since they they, they, they did not even allow the electronic vote i don't think <laughs> it's going to be possible for for the youth to make the changes no matter how because they will still continue to rig the elections because why are they afraid of the electronic uh, voting and the rest of it? I don't understand.
0: But you see, in Mm -hmm. Venezuela, um, the opposition uh, knows that um, the incumbents will rig the election but they're still saying we're going to come out and we're going to participate, right? Because they tried for three years to not participate and they're seeing that now. then they lose last, last. So do you (laughs) think that that there's a lesson do you think there's a lesson there for Nigerians, maybe? Yeah, we can
2: start from somewhere. If the opposition, but the opposition we are having now, I think uh, it's, it's kind of, I don't want to use a dead language. Because if they have a strong opposition, we can start from boycotting. Because if we can boycott, even that money to go to China, to Asia, to uh, Europe, to borrow, I think there will be some sanctioning. Because the United Nations or the European Union would tell them, go and attend to your people first. You see, it's a process.
0: But like I said, like I said, if you, if you, do, if you do economic boycott, uh, then somebody is losing money if you're not buying something from them. But if you, do, if you do election boycott, is it really paining anybody but the person that will win the election, that will lose the election? What I mean is, if you want to be president, and I want to be president, but I'm already president, and you believe that I will rig it to stay in office, and because of that you say, oh, I'm boycotting election, I'm not going to vote at all do you think it hurts me that you're boycotting the elections or does it help me that
7: you're boycotting the elections?
2: Sandra, Sandra, I understand where you're coming for. That is why I'm talking of process. You see, if we have a stronger position and we boycott the election, there will be no international hate for them. It will remain them and their crude oil. And from there, we start something. If they cannot get loan or hate from international community, then they will now come down and see that, okay, since they cannot manage the oil, we all know since 1960, what happened? So it, it's a process. So all we need now is just a strong opposition.
0: Ola. Oh, sorry. I thought he was done there. Ola, thank you very much for calling us. Um, but I mean, what Ola is saying reminds me of what we talked about on our first story. Because remember I said that, um, you know, the Russian Russians came, the Russian opposition parties or the supporters of the opposition parties came up with um, this app that allows them to work together. So, so there was no need for one strong opposition, right? So if this opposition is weak, here, the other opposition is strong there, the voters will then use the app to organize themselves right? And make sure that opposition last last night still win election for this local government or for this state or for this national assembly seat or for, you understand so do you really is it really about a strong opposition or is it really about organization of the voters themselves, of the citizens themselves we're talking about Russia and Venezuela now that's who we're talking about, Benjamin Nkekja. Good to have you on the show. Yeah, good afternoon, uh, Sandra. Good afternoon, welcome.
4: Yeah, welcome. Thank you. Uh, is it, uh, what actually currently happening in uh, Russia? Uh, Vladimir Putin, the system he has adopted now, it's uh, to me, to, if you ask me, is a system that also refers to what uh, Nigeria is only passing through, and which is. Uh, uh, manipulations in having their ways in an election, and and the and and it's not them that are in power that that actually face this, That the population will face it. And the other way around, the things that the citizens actually desires in their in their country, they will, they will not be having it if be based on personal uh, 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 aggrandizement, and which is just too bad for the system. And that is, if you come, if you look at Venezuela, uh, Russian as a as a system on its own, religiously, I think the Muslims are the highest there. And if you look at equally uh, 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 Venezuela also, the the the, the system also they are adopting also the highest populations there in their countries are Muslims. So, and if you couple all this and the majority of the uh, majority of them coming to power are the, are, the, are the holdments, people at the age of 60, 70 coming to power and they are not doing anything to the citizens and, and in this essence, if you come back to Nigeria it was the same system that our country are adopting using by court elections, using their own interests in the system and at the same time at the end of all we still have the same people in the system because the, the system is, is something that you plant and start germinating and and when it germinates, it produces fruits and that same fruits will get generating so it, 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 that's the major issue we're having in our own country as it is now and the way out it's when maybe we need a strong international opposition that will help us fight because the internal opposition cannot do this They kept suppressing the system. And this is what is happening. And this is what is affecting uh, Russia and Venezuela today. Okay. And the same reference to to Nigeria. Okay. So so all we are asking is if we can have international support on these countries in helping us to fight all these uh, canker worms.
0: I think uh, it will help us. Thank you very much, Benjamin, for calling international. <laughs> I don't know about that. We've got Prince Leo or who says, President Sandra, President Putin presents himself in many dimensions, but he's driving his oppressiveness to a consuming point. And therefore, I'll advocate for all the opposition parties to team up together and vote him out of power. Putin's, uh, Putin's likes should know that no man is an island. Leo Zemena, thank you very much for your Leo Zom. Oh thank you <laughs> thank you Leo Zuma, for your message uh, Prince also says genuine election boycott will only work on a society that has good conscience again if I want to win something and you say you're not participating and I immediately win that thing I'm sorry <laughs> who cares about your conscience we've got uh, Abdul Rafi Alaba who says government in power can clamp down on any app which chooses to cause trouble for that government illegally or disturb the peace of the country such government may be ruling sandra sorry what brings about this particular topic is it still about twitter did they ban twitter in russia I, I'm confused. About Venezuela, opposi- uh, about, about Venezuela opposition boycotting. Sandra, don't forget it happens here too in Nigeria. Remember, PDP will boycott elections, uh, election state, which APC is ruling, or the other way around, especially during local government elections. I love our Lakpe from Sabu with that message there. Thank you very much for your message. Let's take a look at another, at another uh, comment here. Charles Inyaba says, Sandra, that app is a brilliant idea. It can work in Nigeria. Nigeria Or Botisa Pantami go banam before he even land. The social media giants uh, go still budge in Russia. Charles, thank you very much for your message. Putin is the right man for Russians, Amechi says. President Putin objectively driving mass technology development and massive infrastructure development. If Nigeria as a country has somebody like Putin in the seat of power or leadership, I tell you for free the issues of electricity and insecurity and other related matters should have been things of the past. Well, I mean, we did have military era for a long time, and you know, at that time, infrastructure still did not get better. We, you know, we we think of men like Putin and we're like oh, if we have somebody like that. We did. The difference was our own war military uniforms. But there's no difference between our military, uh, our, the military rulers we had and Putin. Ametie continues and says Venezuela's system of elections are not far from what's happening in Nigeria. The high level of corruption is so familiar. Most of the uncalled for activities are the same things in Nigeria. The Venezuela oil is almost a curse, likewise as in Nigeria. The opposition party of both countries should keep pushing re- relentlessly. Amici, with that message. Thank you very much, Amici, for your comment all right the next 15 minutes of our show is brought to you courtesy unicaf unicaf is the leading global online education uh, organization they try to get you access to scholarships to some of the best universities in the world so take a brief break listen to our sponsors and then i'll bring you our third story
6: I want to study for an internationally recognized MBA degree that would help me boost my career, but I can't leave my family and my job. At Unicaf, we are here to
2: inspire and help you make an impact as you thrive for success. Grab this opportunity and study for an internationally recognized online MBA degree with up to 80% Unicaf scholarship. Paying small monthly installments and have the flexibility to study at your pace. Limited spaces are now available with the University of East London and the University of Suffolk. Call us on 07000 That is 07000 to help you jumpstart today with Unicav, You can.
0: Thank you, Unicav, for sponsoring today's Big Three Global Edition. Six-year-olds in China will not be allowed to take exams anymore. That's our third story. That's just one of many new policies that the Chinese Education Ministry just announced, shaking up the school system. The Ministry says they have two goals. Number one, reduce the mental and physical pressure on school children. Number two, encourage more citizens to have children by reducing the cost of raising a child. Here's the thinking for that second one primary and secondary education in China is super competitive. This is partly because of the university entrance exam. It's called ga- Gaokao. The Gaokao basically determines the rest of your career. There are no second chances. You either do well, which lets you into a high demand course in a top university. And on the fast track to be in the next Xi Jinping or Jack Ma. Or you do badly and you end up with little hope of leaving the working class. So because of the high stakes, parents spend a lot of money to prepare their children for the Gaokao. And schools start those preparations earlier and earlier and earlier. Here's a hard fact for you. The private tutor business in China is worth over $100 billion a year. That means that Chinese parents spend more than 50 trillion naira a year on lesson teachers and other at-home study services. Some parents are spending up to $15,000 a year on these services. That's like 7.5 million naira a year on lessons. So as you can imagine, most parents cannot afford that. So you're seeing a situation where the children of the rich and middle class are overwhelmingly better prepared for the Gaokao. And the government wants to change that. They want a more level playing field. So they've taken some steps that some are calling drastic, but others are calling necessary. They've ordered all private tutors to stop making a profit from lessons on the core subjects. They've also stopped them from getting foreign investments or money from the capital markets. And this isn't just about giving everybody's kids an equalish educational. No. Like I said, it's also to encourage people to have children because it's now going to be cheaper to have children. China has been seeing a drastic drop in birth rates, even after lifting their one-child policy, and now lifting the two-child policy as well. So the government believes that it's because people are refusing to have children because it's too expensive to have children. No be like, here, yeah, we you know get money, they make thirty thousand a month or fifteen thousand or you know, they even make any money at all. Just a bumpy one person six children Then they're like ah it's too expensive okay let's not do it but before i ask you about the financial costs of preparing children academically let's go back to the mental one the chinese government says that exams at too early an age quote harms their mental and physical health They will allow exams for children that are seven years and up, but they are against, quote, two frequent exams, which cause students to be overburdened and under huge exam pressure, end quote. So instead, those primary pupils will be limited to one exam per term. At junior high, they add one midterm exam and one mock exam. So they're trying to ease them gradually into the high pressure situation. What do you think about that? Do you think their fears are valid? Do you think that their new education policies will increase the birth rate in China? What do you think about ending primary six exams? Do exams put too much pressure on younger kids? Are there other ways to determine a child's knowledge level without exams? I can't believe I'm having this conversation now, you know, considering all the pressure that I was under to pass exams. Oh, God. Why wasn't I in China? Why didn't know born for China. <laughs> 0700-993-993-993 993 0700993993993 we've got whatsapp as well whatsapp is 080-959-75805 moses is in his solo uh, moses joins us this afternoon hello moses
7: hi sandra
0: good to have you on the show
7: yeah good afternoon to you good afternoon to you as well yeah, um, well, um, with respect to the first two stories, mm-hmm. um, Russia and um, Venezuela. Mm-hmm. Look, the earlier the West realized that their yeah, influence on the world is winning, and not thanks to some of the practices they've indulged themselves in, The better. I remember when I read something not too long ago about an ambassador, or an American ambassador, who said, of course, other countries in terms of strength, military might, they are nowhere. Mm. But the only country, if they go to war with, that would give them a real fight was Russia. Mm. So they, are, they know the strength of Russia as well. Yes, in degrees they are higher. They may eventually overcome if anything like that happens. Mm. But then they know the strength of Russia. If they can easily, I mean, accuse Russia of tampering with their elections, then they should have stay off their elections. to Isomir, I've read a bit about that man, is way too Western-oriented. And they won't allow their own ideology, I mean the Western ideology to come and dominate us. <laughs> so let the West just realize that their influence is waning on the world. And secondly, it has to do with Venezuela as well. Mm. And like our people here, mm-hmm. we will only talk, talk, talk. I listen to so many radio programs. Mm-hmm. We can talk and talk, to vote in a lie. <laughs> boycott it. You boycott, and you not leave them. Those who have nothing to offer. They'll be in charge now. Okay, they boycotted the guy who was busy gallivanting throughout the whole West, mm. you know, three years ago. Mm. He was going to that, So as one pseudo-president. Mm. Today, now, they want to go back. All right, you've given them the leeway to, to operate. And once they're in power. I remember what one, once, one of said, he was telling some of his disciples, look, if you want to if enter office do don't think you can uh, fight him from outside. If mm. you have to rig, let me use that word now, rig and enter office first, so that you have the, uh, the sword and the knife with you. When people boycott election, and let this be a lesson to many of us who can only talk and pontificate in our rooms. We won't go out there to vote. Mm. And lastly, let this also tell anyone that look, as I said earlier, what the West can do now is so limited. It's so easy. Oh, any small thing uh, they have discussed Nigeria's issue in the British Parliament, in the American Congress. And so what? When they come here and beat us? Every country, is sovereign country. So this is not the '60s when they easily can destabilize any country. Mm. Today, whatever they want to do is limited. Whatever they can do, others who can do, even if they can do it in higher degree. So let anyone that is deluded that the West is the saving grace. Let them know that the West is fast losing it. Righteousness exalt the nation. But doing unnatural things, endorsing a uh, gay right. Uh, woman marry woman and so it's the reason they are going down morally I want to go, go, go morally bankrupt you're almost finished that's the fate of the
0: West thank you All right, Moses thank you very much Trump, uh, strong Whee! submission there from Moses well we still have people who uh, try to make it possible for you to get an education from the West am I right?
6: yes yes <laughs> yes and that is um, UNICAF mm-hmm. and uh, UNICAF is an educational organization it is based in Europe but operates globally UNICAF lets people in Nigeria and other countries get degrees from its partner universities in the UK and the US. You get to study online, and at the end, you get the exact same degree as students on campus in those universities, Mm. or in those countries, rather. Plus, UNICAF offers scholarships to eligible candidates. UNICAF's mission is to contribute positively to the educational and economic development of local communities by increasing access to quality higher education. And like I said, we are partnering with um, some universities in both U.S. and the U.K., universities such as the University of East London, University of Suffolk, Liverpool, John Moores University, and our multi-campus UNICAF University in Africa. And these are all reputable institutions and with international pedigree. And yes, one of the major things UNICAF is offering is an MBA scholarship an MBA scholarship that is a master's in business administration. And with UNICAF, you can get a British MBA degree. With that degree, you have an edge over everyone else competing for opportunities. The MBA teaches you the core skills you need both for management and for entrepreneurship. And like I mentioned earlier, we are partnered with the University of East London the University of Suffolk and Liverpool John Moores University. An MBA from this school is undisputed, and the institute, the, inst- in the instructors are among the very best. So, to get these and very mo- and a lot more, you can speak to us on 07, zero seven thousand triple one triple zero. To speak to us, you can call 07, zero seven thousand triple one triple zero or send a WhatsApp message to zero eight one six eight six six. 4442 that is 0816 And you speak to his student advisor that will help you make an educated decision.
0: Thank you very much. And thank you to Unica for bringing hard facts your way Wednesdays and Fridays. Can cracking down on apps keep oppressive regimes in power? Can boycotting elections remove them? Is there too much financial and mental pressure in giving kids an education? Ifram uh, Shaibu says, I love a country that always comes up with good plans for her citizens. I say for her citizens, because in Nigeria, instead of planning for instead of planning, they are sleeping in the Senate and House of Representatives. The fear on six year old children is good. OK, Jatal George says, while products boycotts work, elections boycott also works. All things being equal, particularly if the support for the opposition is huge, then any boycott is significant. But what we have today is different Uh, is different, but clampdown, suppression and subjugation of opponents. Even if the opposition has a huge following and the opposition and their following decide to boycott the election, it simply means that um, the other side wins. And if the entire purpose of You know, um, conducting an election is to choose who you want to be in power by not participating in the election. Are you not choosing for who you don't want to be in power to stay in power? Let's take more messages uh, this time from uh, WhatsApp. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. Sir S. Frank uh, says, People's Vice President South-South. <laughs> okay. Uh, he's texting us from Bayelsa And he says, Russian government is more like Nigerian government. I will follow my People's President Sandra on all her social media platforms. All right. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. That's very nice of you. Let's listen to our sponsors one more time and then give you a chance to win money on just a minute.